Hello everyone. So good things come to those who wait. So hopefully this time round is Tetarik with Wale episode 23 and it works this time round. Uh, sorry about this. Uh, the the technical issues. Uh, they they happen from time to time, unfortunately. Uh, so hopefully we will have Bertha Hansen, a veteran journalist. And she is also a professor of practice uh, at the uh, Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences at NUS. Ah, okay, great. I just go somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> no, it's okay. And now there's no echo also. Okay, excellent, excellent. Okay, so uh, so yeah, everybody yeah. knows who Bertha Hansen is. She is one of the most prominent uh, socio-political commentators in Singapore. I think, uh, I think it's one of the hardest lives for me to prepare for because Bertha has written on so many things uh, and she has she comments on most of the important socio-political issues of our time so I, I really had to think of what are the major issues that we want to talk about so thank you for for doing this Bertha so maybe okay. my first my first question for you is uh, let's okay so there are three main themes for today right so one is the media and there'll be sub questions for that and just briefly on race uh, hopefully briefly because uh, I've done other episodes with other people and I think uh, I just wanted to bounce some ideas off you. And the third is something that you have recently been quite vocal on, which is cancel culture. Mm. Right? So, so let's, uh, let's deal with those uh, three themes. So, uh, so the first one is on uh, the media, right? Uh, and I think you are one of the most prominent, but I think the most prominent media critic. Uh, maybe together with uh, Professor Cheren George and maybe uh, Mr. Balji as well. So you are very critical of how the media operates today, especially the quality of journalism, journalists or editors. Uh, uh, but some people have said, I don't know whether you saw the, the viral post uh, that said that uh, you were also part of the mainstream media, right? And at that point in time, some people have said the mainstream media was even more guilty of more pro-PAP propaganda, for instance, or more pro-establishment uh, propaganda. So how would you respond to that? And a lot of times they refer to that 1997 front page uh, TNP uh, cover where, they were, where you they were talking about, the, the paper was talking about how it's better to vote for the PAP versus the opposition. So how do you generally respond to that? Wow, that's a very long question. I think, <laughs> I think when uh, people say that it was worse before, they better settle on their time frame a bit. Yeah, I mean, 1997, year 2000, year 2011 you know, onwards and year 2020. It's a very long time frame. Uh, one thing I would say is that I think the rules haven't really changed. It's basically how people respond to the rules have changed. Uh, you know, and who are the players in the political system? That's the other thing as well. Uh, so basically, yeah, the OB markers are there, have always been there. The question is, how much do the how much do people in the media, how do they react to these OB markers? Do they try to find some way to negotiate them, uh, try to test them, in fact, you know, uh, and if you get beaten back, it's just then uh, roll over and say die, you know, and just, you know, that kind, of, that kind of attitude it is. I would like to think that, especially in the 20... 22, so 2000s uh, year 2000s onwards, uh, uh, it was a much stronger outfit because we had very strong editors who would, you know, say, say that this is the way they think it will be covered. 
or how it should be covered or these are the perspectives we should have. You know, it's not easy to do that. But I think many people try. Uh, and I sometimes think we don't give uh, journalists enough credit for trying, you know, given how thin-skinned you know, a lot of newsmakers can be. So I don't know whether or not this is being tried now. You know, the rules are the same. How you respond to it is something else. You know, do right. you want to tell them, uh, excuse me, but uh, I don't think it's a good idea huh, if you want us to do it this way. Huh? One thing, nobody's going to read you huh, or read us. Huh? And if nobody reads us, what's the bloody point? You know, so, so, so it's all a question of reacting to these, uh, to, to these the strictures and the constraints. So, oh, yeah, it's the same. Used but, to, do, to do more of that in the past, you think? I could think so. I think so. You know, I think there was a, a strong, also there's a stronger sense on the part of the government that they also needed a credible media, not just okay. a media that would just, you know, do whatever they want or, you know, try and put out the message that they want. Because I, I think the, the government also realised that, you know, they are not the professionals, no? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, sometimes I can't understand that uh, why they have such suspicions of the media when we ask them questions, you know. Uh, we ask questions to understand the issue better. But somehow the questions are taken to mean that, you know, you have some kind of agenda and you are going to write this kind of story or that kind of story. When it's not the case. You ask tough questions. You must ask tough questions or not you will have no understanding of what the subject is much less understanding the government's point of view, you know. Right. So, you, you need that. And I don't see enough of that, you know. Hard questioning, being able to say, excuse me, you may not like to answer the question, but it has to be answered somehow because if you don't, there's going to be a black hole and I can't write around it or paper it over. Because please remember, my byline is on it, you know. Right. So, my right, credibility right. is important yeah, too. Yeah, right, right. So, the government is the same, right? Why do you say the policy, the newsmakers have changed or the political yeah. players have changed? Government mana the same. Hello? So you think, so basically of, you're of... thinking that the, there is a generational shift within the party, you're saying, right? Yeah, and... I think it's a less secure government. You know, I think if government is secure, they wouldn't really be, you know, that worried, you know, about messaging going out, you know, left base or uh, outfield or whatever you know, that kind that kind that kind of uh, uh, of skewed messaging it's less secure and then i think in the attempt to try and be fully secure you know they end up you know making the media and the media if it doesn't you know respond in return making the media look look like utter puppets right so uh so <laughs> back hi <laughs> Yeah. Back to the 1997 uh, incident. Right? That one, wouldn't uh, you say, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't uh, you say uh, that people people can say that? You know, I mean, nowadays you don't see that kind of blatant. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Would, wouldn't you say that there has been an improvement actually? Of course, there's been improvement. I mean, there were worse examples than that. Anyway, right. I don't want to talk about that example. Okay, it was 1997. Please remember who was alive uh, then, and then. Uh, so the other thing is. There were far worse examples. It's very hard for the media sometimes to say no, you know. I mean, you look at that, what, what, you know, even earlier on, it's far worse. Look at 1987 Marxist conspiracy. In fact, we decided simply not to touch the thing, you know, just run the whole thing wholesale and then you decide, you know. Right. So 
we do that, you know. And then sometimes, you know, we we get messages that we should run this thing or you should run that thing. And sometimes you try and argue that, hey, maybe not so good, you know, is, there's a lot of credibility problems with this piece or that piece. But, you know, you fight the battle. Lah. Huh? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. But I think uh, a secure government knows, you know, that you should treat uh, the media, you know, not as like pure underlings eh, or minions. Eh. Uh, okay, I don't think they would like to call it call it um, uh, partnership. Eh. I don't think it's a partnership, but and probably not even a relationship among equals. But I think they should give the media some credit in being able to perform a professional job uh, that is also good for their credibility. And that's not you know, because of it, always throw the government to, you know, the wolves, so to speak, you know. Right. We, I think we are quite, we are quite, um, quite, what do you call, considered in that way. Right. Yeah. So, so there is a comment here by Fidel's, and I think it, it speaks to a broader yeah. point. And also, uh, you also said that, you know, the more secure government also engage in a Marxist conspiracy, and Fidel's yeah, gave the... Yeah. Yes. Uh, the example of Tang Liang Hong, are they, yeah, are yeah. they really that much secure? Did they feel more secure or are we romanticizing the past? And there's also a, a saying in the States, mm. right? There are mm. only two ways to run an election, unopposed yeah. or scared. So every good uh, government, un, unopposed yes. or scared. So as long as you have an opponent, you must always yeah. feel scared. That's why you, you are successful, right? So my, my question is, has the government really become more insecure or do it, did they engage in those actions in a more professional way in the past? Whoa, I, I think in those days where they put the gloves on, they put the gloves on. Lah. Uh, so, but I think there was some slight, there were some changes after Go Chok Tong came on board and when it was handing over the earlier years of the Lee Sien Nung years, uh, there was some change there. There was a lot of openness then. Yeah, But before that, uh, when the, the Prime Minister, the founding one, uh, was clearly in place or was Senior Minister, it was it was hardball politics. It was hardball politics. So I'm not referring to to that generation. No, that generation really right. has got some uh, has some baggage from the past. Right. Yeah. So you are specifically talking about Go Chok Tong's onwards. generation compared to today, right? Okay. Get, yeah. Get. Go Chok Tong right. onwards to maybe okay. you know the first half of the I mean, right. still there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. So so you would say where in in your estimation when did this decline start? When oh, it became discernible. Yeah. When, uh, frankly, I think um, uh, I think they got a job in 2011, right? Uh, when the, the elections results came out. And right. I, you know, I think people who expected that they would be, you know, more open after that got very disappointed, no? It seems to have had the opposite effect, you know? And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, I noticed this. I think there was one year I counted the number of times OB markers have pushed back. And, oh. you know, within a few months, I counted 10. You know, oh. it's what is, uh, what is uh, not on, you know. So I think there was, while it wants to be open, I think the government also wants uh, to make sure that you don't go abroad and have a field day because, you know, this is the numbers that we got. And later, oh. you know, in 2015, when they did get a good majority, yeah, you know, I, oh, that, then I thought it became worse, you know, because mm. then, you know, it became like, yeah. I have a mandate, a strong mandate right. to do right. something. 
And those right. were the years of Bofma, right, right. the presidency, and God knows what. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think we can see between 2015 to 2020, there was basically uh, what I would say is the PAP cashing in on the check they yes, got during yes, the 2015. Yes, correct, yeah. correct. And in a, yeah. in a way, can you really blame them, right? I mean, if you got a, a check, you would cash it in, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I'm not saying it's justified or not. I'm just saying that it's to be expected, right? Uh, mm. So, okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. I think uh, that was uh, very comprehensive. So, so I want to get to where do you see yourself? And maybe you you probably would dislike that question, but th uh, that is an audience question. And by the way, uh, anyone who wants to... Ah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a while. So anyone ah. who has questions, please uh, please type that in. So I wanted to talk about the Umbridge incident. By the way, you used <laughs> the word Umbridge before yeah. uh, before it was famous. Uh, it's here in this book. Please get it for those who have not. Uh, it made the, <laughs> the yeah, bestseller list. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is a mirror image, right? Yeah, so, mirror image. Okay. Uh, so uh, fair or fall? So uh, it was on the bestseller list. I think it it did make the bestseller list, uh, the Street Times bestseller list. And uh, you, uh, the Umbridge incident, right? Because your commentary on it, uh, you seem to be surprised that a lot of Singaporeans were unhappy at that incident and. Uh, what what do you why do you think Singaporeans were were expressing unhappiness? Whereas people like yourself and Chua Mi Hong, I mean, didn't seem to be too concerned with the okay. attitude of the SPH chief. Ah, yeah. oh, okay. Wait, you're not talking about the umbridge. I'm yes, the umbridge book, incident, right? Yeah, yeah no, 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 umbridge incident. No, 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 not not your book. Oh, I'm okay, just okay, advertising okay. your book. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right. All <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. The umbridge incident. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Frankly, you know, I think you have to understand what is important to a journalist, you know. If you start saying things like, okay, I, I can't remember it correctly, right? If you, if you start saying things like, will you now shift your priority to editorial integrity, you know, rather than, for example, you know, commercial interest. Hey, hello. What are you saying? You know, it is so, a journalist credibility, integrity is so important, you know. You are practically saying that we now do and therefore, you know, sacrificing it. And therefore, now we are going to put it further up front. Well, that is too much for me to take. You know, of course, how you respond to it is something else, right? I mean, if I were the gentleman who, you know, shall not be named, uh, I would simply just have said, well, you know, if you, so I, what are the examples that you can give me which shows that we prioritize other things before territorial, no, editorial integrity? Now, if they can do that, I can say, okay, then I have to think very hard. But to start with a question that is a, assumes that editorial integrity does not come first and that commercial interest does not come first, it comes first, I mean, how to take it, you know? Right. It, but it, it, is, me, is that really such an unfair question? Right? So if I'm working for NTU, right? So right. if somebody said to me that, oh, you, uh, you obviously would be more critical of NUS than NTU. Uh, and that that person may be impugning my uh, my integrity or whatever it is. That's one way to look at it. But I I have to think that that's not really an unfair question, right? Because as human beings, obviously these interests do matter consciously or subconsciously, right? Why? Well, I think, as I it, think I we would, you would tell. I would expect you, a fellow journalist, uh, to remember that you know, for all journalists, editorial integrity is number one. To assume that your other <laughs> compatriot right. fair, 
right, does right, not right. have it is something else. I mean, this right. is not about your university and my university and we are both competitors. We're talking right. about a profession right. here. Okay. So, you know? so if it wasn't us by a journalist, you would have been okay with it. That's what yeah, you're saying. I would basically say, right, right, okay, right. Okay. Okay. You, okay. I would say, oh, hey, don't cut me off, don't cut me off. Yeah. No, I would simply Carry say, on. <laughs> yeah, don't okay. worry. You okay. have all the time, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, so I would say, okay, wait, wait, what do you mean by that? That's something I would say. You know, do you mean this? Do you mean that uh, because an advertiser gives us a million bucks, uh, we therefore, you know, don't write this bad story or this? You know, can you give me an example? What, what examples do you have? Because, you know, we take our own credibility and integrity very seriously. You know, so right. if, you, if you do have examples, you tell me. Because it is totally awful to have editorial integrity question, you know? It's like the government, you tell the government, hey, are you corrupt huh? or not? You know, it's like that, no. So, right, right. so that's why when people say they don't understand, I can understand why they don't understand. Because, you know, and unless you are a media practitioner, you realise that this really gets to, you're basically telling the politician you're corrupt. Mm. You know, it's like that. It's almost like that. So... Right. Of course, you know, we can, you know, all the, you know, the cows come home and all that. We can say, you know, he should have done it better, should yeah. be last year, okay. He says he's not a gentleman. I mean, okay, I'm sorry for him. Huh? But then, you know, I think you would say that maybe he's also quite authentic. Lah, huh? uh, and didn't mince his words. So he could have done better, of course, you know, especially if you hate a media company. Of course, yeah. I'm looking at something that uh, people are asking here. You know, they, they suggested that maybe what she intended to ask is do you place editorial integrity before, for example, government, whatever, whatever. Actually, uh, that will be an interesting question, right? Uh, you know, because that is, we want to defend the integrity, but, you know, when you have that other big player come along uh, and try to muscle in or so to, to speak, you do have a problem there. But, you know, we have a problem there, but commercially, we do try our level best to stop that part. So, actually, journeys in Singapore don't have a good job at all, no. Uh, you're, sure. you're, you're basically, your stakeholders are, are so many. And sometimes we forget that the first stakeholder, and it's something I, I always tell newsmakers and commercial interests, the first stakeholder is a reader, okay? Not your, you know? Mm. So, please remember that the reader is who I write for, not you all. Right. So, you know, so if people get that in mind, then, you know, then you think about integrity and all that, it's, it sort of could have uh, better, uh, it, then you have a better understanding if you know journalism a little more. Right. Like, right. You know, so, I would be damn offended if people say, hey, you are, you know, in cahoots with God knows what because they pay you God knows what. No lah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, so I think uh, because you are coming from a journalist's perspective, yes. right? So, mm. so it, it was very different for, for me when I saw you and uh, Mui Hong saying that you guys don't really understand why, why the uproar. Well, what I saw was this was emblematic of what goes on, right? When an elite is challenged, the elite, instead of giving reasoned answers, loses his or her temper and then... Uh, shuts down the messenger instead of delivering yeah, the message. Yeah, agree. So except yeah, that, right. except that in this case, the messenger is someone in the same profession. No. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. So I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody uh. asked, "What? What if you say that that person was actually asking on behalf of the general public?" General public. My goodness. You know. It, well, first of all, 
I think in your house also better be clean lah. Oh, ah, mm. people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Ah, that's one. Ah, but you know, general public. I I also think that even while we might represent, we want to represent the general public, we better be quite clear about deciding. You know, on what are the questions that should be asked, not just because people want to ask them. Uh, I mean, we we should know better what are the questions that should be asked. Or not, you want a free and easy democracy, then you know I think we might as well put Nia Chun in the chair and then we ask him direct lah. Mm. You know, so if journalists don't act as a filter, don't then how? You know, it, it, so so you will have all sorts of questions that reflect the ignorant public, ah, uh, and then you expect that the rest. To answer, but you yourself, you're not ignorant, no. The journeys themselves are not ignorant. They do take questions. They look at it and they also see. Okay, is this something that you ask? In fact, you know what I think journalists should do ah uh, is try and explain a bit more of what they do. I I don't think there's enough of that. They don't explain enough of what they do. So you have this vague idea, you know. But why do they do something? Like I always tell people when they ask me things like. Hey, how come ah uh, you people never cover this story? It's all over the internet. It's in the Chinese papers. God knows, God did the government tell you not to cover, you know? And my point is very simple. We made a decision not to cover because one, we don't think it's credible. Two, we couldn't find a backup. We couldn't verify the story, you know, and therefore we didn't go with it, you know. So those are the principles that quality journalism practices. But if you are someone who just wants anything, easy ma. You know, basically, you know, I can just write anything that I see on Facebook or whatever, and put it out as news, and you will say, "Wow, very good! Ah, uh, you told me this cannot be what." Right. Ah, uh, and frankly speaking, I'm also quite worried about being here with you, you know, because I'm definitely sure that people are looking to take words and phrases out of context and just throw, you know, throw me to the wolves, lah, where possible. Right. Well, I yeah. hope it doesn't happen. I mean, oh, I'm I have. Sure they do. I'm I sure have, they do. I have hit. I have had enough of. Uh, this show making the news for the week, so it's <laughs> it's mm. enough of it. So hopefully this will be a low key affair. So so I wanted to pick up on what you say, or maybe it was a slip. I, I mean, I wanted to give you time to clarify because you said the ignorant public and journalists uh, should act as a filter, right? I mean, there's some level of I know elitism in that. Of and course, some... of course, yes, of course, there's uh, a level of elitism. In fact, yeah, journalism work is elitist. It is okay. elitist. But yeah, let me explain, Kenor. Sure, carry on. Carry on. Ah 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 ah. No, it is elitist because you see, first of all, you have to try and see what the main news is. There's an arrogance involved here, right? I mean, if you see a page one story, right? Ah, uh, but you know, a page one story, you know, who who decides on that page one story? Ah, uh, you know, it's it's some kind of hierarchy of importance decided by somebody who has not been elected. Ah, uh, so there is a degree of arrogance there, you know. I ah. Uh, I would like to think that the journalist is just a bit less ignorant, lah. Okay, ah, uh, mm. than than everybody else. Ah, uh, of course, you know, I always tell myself that okay, the way I look at it is everybody is stupid. I'm just a little less stupid, a little less stupid than every everybody else. Just a little less. Ah, uh, so don't take my ignorant public thing, ah. Uh, just take it at face value, or don't <laughs> don't ah. But, but, but I guess I guess don't you see just just in that statement, right? Don't you see how it could be. A little problematic, right? Uh, yes, like when yes. you say, "Oh, everybody's stupid." I'm just a bit less stupid. Don't don't you see that? 
I understand. Even in your book, you say you are very old school, right? You you describe yourself from the old older yes, generation, yes, but yes, yes. but don't you think that that is a bit condescending to the general public? And assuming also the general reader of newspapers don't really know what they want, how yeah. is that different from what the PAP says as well, right? What the PAP says? Yeah, because I, people don't know. Then what, you need then what, you need to see this, right? I'm hoping that the journalist knows a bit more, right? Huh? So whatever the PAP says, I'm hoping the journalist knows a bit more to ask more questions, tougher questions, to explain it better to the people who are a bit more ignorant than the journalist. Huh? No, wait, wait, wait. I, I think we, we are getting away from this point about ignorance. Yeah, I think the journalist's job is to ask good questions, to be able to get to the nut of matter and put it across in the best way to, to the reader. Huh? That requires some expertise, some knowledge, you know, and, and some guts uh, uh, to be able to do something like that. So it is, if you say it's arrogant, yeah, I think it is. It is an arrogant exercise. But in place of it, do you want a cacophony of voices, you know, where everything is given equal value, everything has equal weight, you know, I, is that what we want, to be bombarded by all these things? So, you know, so there is... There is so there is some systematic filtering, and you know I don't I know people don't like the word filter, but hey, that is the case, you know. And everything we do is filtered. Frankly, we don't do everything at once. We have to make decisions on priorities depending on resources. So you know, so if you tell me a journey's job is not to filter, then I don't know what the journey's job is. Right. I don't. So I, I guess, don't really know that. I guess that is not different from other jobs, right? So a chef is. Less ignorant at cooking than the general exactly. public. Exactly. So, yes. Right. Right. But yeah. but I guess that I guess the difference is, uh, the as the difference is what you said just now, right? The consumer, the f- number right. one consumer is yes. the reader. Yes. So therefore, the reader's questions, however ignorant they are, should matter yes. as well, right? It does, and that comes true in explanatory journalism. You know, for example, you know when I see stories where I know the answer. But I don't see the answer inside there when I know that people who've been reading the news know the answer. I get very angry. You know, because part of the journalist's job must be to put things in context, explain why these things are like that. It may not be the immediate news, but it adds to understanding, you know, of a certain topic. Huh? So, so I agree, you know, that explanation must be there. You can't just leave people hanging and this way stories that are now at. You know, it's all hanging in the air and you're assuming the public knows this, knows that, knows that. You cannot. You can't assume that, you know. So that is, I think, one of the educating parts uh, that journey should do, you know. Okay. Mm. So so final point on this and then we'll move on to, uh, ah! to the next. So okay. uh, there's, there's a question from Haris uh, because you said yourself that uh, the government also pressures to the media to run certain stories or to block yeah, yeah. certain stories, mm. right? So, surely you can see how the public is skeptical of editors and journalists. Yes, but i tell you something, yeah? I think I have to give credit where credit is due, yeah? I, I think sometimes it's fashionable to get one line and then tar the whole profession with it. Uh? So, I mean, I cannot believe it when people keep telling me, you know, I don't want to read a show. I have stopped reading for years because da, 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 da. wow. So if you stop reading for years, how do you know whether it's changed or not? If you have a prejudice about it, you know, and you keep going on with the same prejudice, even though the practice is different, you know, 
what you know, I think you're only going to be demoralizing a lot of journalists who are trying to do something. You know, right. so so when people say these things, you know, I'm saying, hey, hello, hello, have you been reading or not? Uh, have you been seeing what people are trying to do or not? And you know, so don't, I mean, please lah, you know, want to cope also must cope with some substance lah. Uh, what, but there are many people who also read the Straits Times but are critical of it, right? Or, or not just Straits Times, other... other yes, 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 oh. yes, yes. Right, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Okay, so uh, this final question on the media. Where, do you see yourself as a centrist journalist? And I think this is not just about the media, right? This is how you position yourself because uh, I think... Uh, I mean, you are the quintessential middle ground... <laughs> Uh, analyst. I mean, you are so middle ground. Your outlook Very was named good. the middle ground. <laughs> Very good. Like so. So, do yeah. you see yourself as that, and do you take pride in that? Because a lot of people say middle ground means you're just sitting on the fence, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, you know, I had so many people trying to box me here and box me there, you know, on different issues, and it's just not me. You know, okay, I hold some conservative values, yeah. But then, uh, if you try to say you are anti this or pro that, it's just not me. I, to me, it's a case by case thing, and I and um, I, that's the way I operate. So if you say middle ground no view, that's also not true. You know, I do have a view, but my view is not a kind of label kind of view. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not so you may be liberal on some issues and conservative. Yeah, I'm very conservative. That's what you're So it's not a label. It's not a box. You know, and I don't see the need to come out and sort of declare. You know things are, you know, that I'm pro this, I'm affiliated or whatever, or, you know, this is my cause. I don't see the need to do it. Frankly, I mean, why should I write? I only invite trouble only. <laughs> In fact, I invite trouble all the time, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess that's part of putting your ideas out there, right? You should be, I mean... Yeah, but, but I mean, you see, then you start questioning, right? If you get attacked so often, is it really worthwhile? Of course, mind. of course. I mean, it's not it's not good for our emotional well-being, right? Yeah, I mean, Ooh. it will have an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so definitely, I, I, I definitely see. I mean, I think you, because you write far more, you've been in the scene for far longer than I have. So, you obviously experience more of that. So, I do experience some of that. Uh, but yeah, so from time to time, you just have to shut things up, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, so moving on from the media, right? So briefly, hopefully, on mm. race. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and this is perhaps where we would defer the most, right? We would defer the most, right? So, so the first one, and I really don't want to spend too much time on this because I've done other episodes uh, on this particular question. So, you wrote uh, a, a long post, I remember, about Chinese privilege and you say that we shouldn't use Chinese privilege, but we should use majority privilege no, instead. I, can, you, I, can you explain? Yeah. yeah. No, I just think such labeling is useless, no? I mean, basically... The Chi you say it's Chinese privilege because the Chinese is in the majority. So the tomorrow Malays are in the majority. Are you going to call it Malay privilege? The privilege well, if Malays are in the majority, then yeah, I would call it. Yes, but then, yeah, but then the but Malays are not in the majority and they won't be in the majority, right? Sure. So if in another place you call it a different kind of majority, it just happens who's in the majority, you know. So why do we want to in impose labels on these things? It's like you know. Indian virus, yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah. So, so, so I would say it's a bit different because majority privilege is also a kind of label, right? It's just what, what type of labels we want, right? So, uh, and I would say there are two things, right? One uh, is the Chinese privilege is derived from a person being 
By the way, it's not racism. Chinese privilege is not racism, right? It's just unearned advantages. Uh, it's derived from being in the majority, but second, it's also derived from a certain idea of Chineseness or what are the uh, desired attributes. If you remember the Asian values debate, right? Those were Confucian values, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. That yeah. we were supposed, and that's a yeah. certain idea of how society should function, which mm -hmm. is defined mm -hmm. in terms of Chineseness. Mm -hmm. Would it, then what else would you call that? That's not majority privilege, right? That's it's Chinese majority. privilege. Right? Well, if it ha if it happens to be the Malays, it will be defined in that way too. Not necessarily, you know? right? I mean, we can no, see this in Malaysia, know. right? We is. can see this in Malaysia. No, the Malay culture Malaysia is said... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. see this. So in Malaysia, there is Malay, uh, Malay privilege for sure. Yes. And it's crystallized yes. in policies, right? Yes. But also, there are perceptions about Malays which also exist here, right? Uh, that Malays are lazy and the Chinese, the Chinese Confucian ethic Right, and that derives even from them as a minority, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, so this what, stereotype. What, what, so, so basically, what do you want to happen then? You know, how how is it useful to talk about this all over again? You see, my point is this. You know, my approach is very simple. I am hoping to move to the to the the point when we can be colorblind. Okay, that has always been my wish that we can be colorblind. In fact, I think we were succeeding. You know. Because I monitor surveys on race and all that, yeah? And the surveys on race show that each generation, gen, generation after generation, is seeing things a little more differently. Not just always through a racial lens. And now, it seems that now we are trying to see everything through a racial lens. So, I, I, want, to, I want to be on the other side, uh, where we can move forward to being colorblind. So, that's why I've gone on my Facebook to say that, uh, you know, frankly... I don't like all this labeling. That's one. By the way, I'm also against GRCs and all that. Uh. Uh, I basically don't like the idea that, first of all, somebody thinks that the Chinese majority are definitely racist and the minorities can definitely not get in on their own steam. I think both sides are slapped in the face for everybody and I don't like it, you know. So there are reasons. So I have reasons for that. But at the end of the day, I want us to move this way. Uh, so that at the end of the day, we look at character. Uh, we look at character and ability, not color. Uh, so character and ability first, not color, and that's how we will pick out the people to represent us. Yeah. So, uh, I frankly would like to say that I blame the government for this. You know, I mean, essentially, their so-called ethnic activism uh, simply gives, you know, is predict is a premise on making everybody happy and social harmony. But you know, there is the other. A motive that it also you know succeeds right which i don't want to say lah huh? go read my book ah huh? but you right, know, right, right. Ah, ah. so you know i, I don't <laughs> like it i i don't like it. and you know what is to me really odd is that when we start raising raising race issues right we are automatically told shut up and keep quiet and don't what 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 but yeah. the government can the government can put it up yeah they can say it when i you know so that's, that's a bit kind of imbalanced. But I hope you know where I'm coming from. No, I, I definitely know. And I, I, defi yeah. I definitely know. And I think, uh, yeah. I mean, your ideal, right, is something that I probably, uh, I, I mean, I wish the same thing, right? I wish that we would be colorblind, right? But most days of my life, society reminds me that's not the case, right? My yeah. color is an important part and yeah. my race is an important part. Even if I don't define myself, even if it's not there in the IC, even if I don't define it that way, other people will define me that. that yeah, way. so I'm hoping that other people will also stop it. 
Is yeah, but I mean, I mean, hope is is all fine and good, right? Eh, but, <laughs> but I mean, what? What? I, mean, I guess no, no. I think hope hope is all we have sometimes, right? But I guess on this particular issue, right? Why is it that I find the the efforts to to discredit the term Chinese privilege? I I find it a bit baffling. Shouldn't the effort be to actually move towards a race-blind society, however that is possible or however that looks like, right? Yeah. So for people who talk about Chinese privilege, they say, okay, look, these are the realities. We want to move towards removing or at least reducing this privilege. And one of the ways is to get uh, empathy from people who have privilege, right? Uh, whereas the other people say, oh, let's not use Chinese privilege because we all should be colorblind. I mean, I wish the world was colorblind, but no, I no, know. I, I didn't grow up in a colorblind world. You interviewing me or are or you talking? Both, both. It's a, it's a discussion. Wait, wait, wait. It's a discussion. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> basically, I find that the label's meaningless. That's what I've told you before. And yes, people do feel their own kind of ethnic affinity or whatever. That's all perfectly fine by me. You know, uh, if you want to say that uh, we want empathy from the Chinese majority, you know, that they should recognize and recognize this. I ask you, is this really the way to do it? Is that, you know, or is this going to so make what is the way more to do it? defensive and dig in? What, what is the way to do it? I think the way to do it is to acknowledge a few things that has happened here. One is we have gotten better uh, at interracial relations. It's of course not great. Is of course, it can be better. But over the years, we probably, I think we can safely say that there's an improvement in this. And the other point we can safely say is that all communities made sacrifices to have this happen, including the Chinese majority. You know? And, you know, if, I mean, if they wanted to flex uh, that majoritarian privilege, uh, there are a lot of things that could have happened in the past which didn't happen. I mean, you could still have Nanta. Because they are Chinese medium schools. So, you know, so everybody sacrificed some things. The Muslims sacrificed something. Me, a Catholic, sacrificed some things. Everybody sacrificed something to so make this place work. So let's recognize these two points first. Okay. And then so we once have... we recognize those two points, can we also recognize Chinese privilege exists or, or we stop at those two points? No, I don't know. My point is, I don't see the point of insisting on such labels. It's a majority, it's a majority of Chinese haven't been a majority, you know? Like, for example, you, you remember this thing about the, the uh, foreign-born wives, you know? Foreign-born yeah, yeah. wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the headline, right? Yeah. Don't know what offspring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand this. So basically, it's just, you know, the people who are in the lower-income households or whatever, most of whom tend to be foreign-born wives. I, I'm not even sure of the stats, you know? You know, you pick something sexy that people will galvanize against when it's not really the correct way to view it. That's, that's the way I see it, you know. So right. you grasp something, you know. I mean, you can call it Chinese privilege and you can think of it conceptually, right? Conceptually, is Chinese privilege. But I tell you, a lot of Chinese would not think they're privileged. Of you course. Know? I mean, that's the reality of, of life, right? Yes, I mean, yes, privileged people always life. do not want to exist. And uh, do you therefore want to gain empathy like that? You know, do you want to tell Chinese, wow, you have Chinese privilege, therefore, when the fact is every ethnic group is comprised of individuals, uh, individuals with their own whatever baggage and their problems. But do you want to like do it like groups, you know, I put you in this group, you are Chinese and therefore you have Chinese, you are Chinese privilege, you are Malay and therefore you have whatever special rights, I don't know, or you are Indian, you have whatever. You know, 
I don't like it. And I'm sorry to say that it's just me. Huh? Sure, sure. And, you know, so I think I think that's a point of disagreement. I think uh, what the only pushback I would say is I think when minorities talk about race, it's not because it's sexy to them. Is because for them it's a lot. A lot of times it is something that they go through on a different scale and at different course. levels, right? No, different wait, wait, Wally. Yeah. Please remember, on, uh, yeah, carry on. Please remember, I'm a yeah. product of a Baba and a Eurasian. Okay. Sure. My mother has been like totally tena because in those days in the 70s you're not supposed to be seen with an angmor looking guy. Uh? Sure. So you know, so I'm not exactly ignorant, ah. Uh? About the kind of things that minorities feel, I I just ho hope that you know, even though that I'm a, a minority, I'll be a lot bigger and I can just try and grow out of it, yeah. And basically, if I need to sort of evangelize, I won't do it by pushing it down people's throats. Uh, I'll just be myself. I, I guess is putting a, an idea out there pu pushing things down people's throats. Putting an idea, you know, yeah. Putting an idea, idea you see. I, oh, so... I think the ideas should try and go somewhere in terms of progressing somewhere. No, okay, just so... putting an idea out there. Then you have to see what sort of idea. If you want to say that everything boils down to you know race and Chinese privilege, then I don't think it's a good idea if you want to do something about it. But, you know, but I you guess get no, nobody says that uh, everything is Chinese privilege or everything no. is. Right, but there are some things like non-Chinese prime minister, that is privilege, ah, right? Or what do you call that? I I don't know what you call that. I call that stupidity <laughs> of the well, PAP. Okay, but we must have a term for it, right? We must have a term whatever for it. in it. I don't. I don't. I just think the PAP is stupid. Full stop. You know. Okay, it's, you can think that, but the fact is minorities are not allowed to be the prime minister at this point in time, right? No, so, no, no. You see, so it's is not that a privilege? Not allowed. That... It's the PAP. Which doesn't seem to want to allow it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and they are making the decisions. The they are making the decisions, right? And and basically, they better start thinking a bit harder how they want to reconcile their own racial prejudices with this concept of meritocracy and ability. So you know, so I look at it that way. It's it's crazy. So I think when people think about not ready for non-Chinese PM that kind of thing, hello, who is not ready? Are uh, the people who decide on who's the PM is not ready? And sure. you know, and people who do that are not us, no. No, we don't disagree on that, right? But what is the outcome of that? What's the outcome, the outcome is a minority cannot be prime minister, right? So, I no, mean, we can really, no, no. Then, if we really, really think somebody has been uh, totally sidelined and whatever, then we go vote the PAP and tell them so, lah. Yeah, but people don't just vote on that, right? People vote on a laundry list of things. Of course, of course. Yeah. You see, that is the problem in politics, right? If you have enough conviction on something, you do something lah. Uh, if you are saying, oh, okay. I want them, I wish they didn't because they still can run my economy, then you okay lah. Then it comes to a balance yeah. of benefits. Right. Okay, so I just, conviction. I want to move on uh, to the next question, but just final one on this. So are you saying that people who are... Are you saying that? Hello, leading question. I haven't... Leading question. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, if I understand you correctly, so basically the issue is people who want SM Taman to be the Prime Minister should just vote the PAP out. Well, that is putting it a little too simplistically, my so, dear. Because you said we, we must go to the if vote, we, right? So what exactly we, does it mean? No, if we do, we just vote no. Lah. Yeah, that is one way. But before that, 
there's a lot of things you can do. You make yourself hurt. You can go in the lobby. You can go and tell the PAP cadres they are silly, they are stupid, and whatever, whatever. You know, you can have different groups make petitions. You know? A lot of things can come before that. I have tried, you know. I mean, basically, I think a lot of people know I'm very against POFMA. Uh, and I've basically tried to write templates of letters for people to go and throw to their MPs and all that. I think we try other ways. We must try. The trouble right. is, it always seems like we like it's like it can't happen lah. It won't happen lah. You know. And then of course I'm shot down as being hopeful and idealistic and naive and everything else. I would like to think, despite my age, I can still retain some idealism for this country of mine. You know. Sure, for sure, for sure. And I also wanna, while maintaining uh, idealism, I also want to deal with realities that a lot of yes, minorities of face. But yes. okay, I think. I think uh, we we shall agree to disagree on that. So uh, yeah, I don't another... know what you are agreeing or disagreeing on, like because in oh, okay. my view so we're I, just I... we're just talking about the thing, and I I basically don't. No, I guess I guess the terminology. I think we don't disagree on a lot. I guess the usage of the terminology. I think you you think, think it's not have useful. Common understanding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For okay, sure. Yeah. Great. okay. So <laughs> so. Okay, so maybe this one is a point of disagreement, right? So in your book, which I did enjoy, I did enjoy. Hey, I uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, and this is related to race as well, right? So, mm. I guess maybe this is reflective of, I don't know what is reflective of, but when I read this, I was a bit disturbed, right? So, you had four questions for the new candidates. So, for Desmond Tan, ah, what yes, is the yes, di yes, difference yes. between running the PA and running a team in the SAF? Yeah. For Edward yeah. Chia, what are the pluses and minuses for SMEs? For Yip, uh, Hon Wing, what do you say to the SDP's proposal to give 500 to low-income retirees? Yeah. For Nadia Samdin, how will you deal with those in the Malay Muslim community who think you should be wearing the tudor? So, uh, the issues I have with this are firstly, for the Chinese candidates, you're asking about national issues. What, what, what? Sorry, sorry. The Chinese candidates national yeah. issues. Yeah, you're asking about okay, national okay. issues. But okay. when it comes to the new Malay candidate, you're, yeah. you're not only asking about a community issue, you're actually right. asking about what she wears or what she doesn't wear. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. I guess how is this? Isn't this privilege? And how would you how would you describe this? Right, there are different expectations on the minority candidate yeah, as opposed to know, the Chinese candidate. I, you know, I remember earlier there was this thing about hurting rules, saying people ask me when I'm going to get married, going to be single. Yeah, you know, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, and and, and I condemn that, right? I so we know. all condemn that. Oh, you don't, you don't. I don't know. You don't. Yeah. No, I basically essentially. These are your basically usual questions to ask people uh, because on the tip of it, you don't know what else to ask, lah, right? But in my case, in my case, it's very simple, okay? If the GRC is there to protect what minorities feel uh, and protect the rights of minorities, then I can, I think I can ask them a minority question. Oh, for sure. Likewise, but I think, likewise, I think, likewise, oh, I think yeah, yeah, for the other three candidates, uh, for the other three candidates, right? And the other, the, the point was that uh, 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 one of them was actually from an SME. So I tried to look at the level of expertise for each. Yeah. And frankly speaking, there are not that many uh, women Muslims uh, in MPs who wear the tudong. So I think it's a little question. You know, I think if we come to the point where I cannot ask a question because that question is sensitive, then I don't know what. We, what I can ask, you know? I mean, it's up to you to tell me that it's sensitive. Then I will take it. It's not a problem. But no, I think I wouldn't... First of all... Question. No, no, no. I'm not... I mean, you can 
you can ask whatever question you want, right? I'm just saying whether, uh, how do you see this question? Like, first of all, I wouldn't ask a woman what she wears and what she doesn't wear and how it affects, right? Yeah. Secondly, I also think, right, because just now you say you disagree with the GRCs, right? Yes. And then at the same time, while disagreeing with the GRC, you think you are going to continue to perpetuate something which you think is wrong with the GRC, which is continue to box the minority MPs as minorities. Why not go out of that and actually oh, ask them about national... Maybe can. maybe can. But I tell you, the question I ask is probably a question on people's minds. But the you problem, said your, your job is to filter. Is... The journalist's job is to filter, not to ask no, what people No, ask. no, no. I think what is the problem right now, as the minorities keep saying, is that people don't discuss things out in the open. Right? So, you know, so you want to discuss some things out open. I think that is something to ask too. I, I'm sure it's on a lot of Chinese minds. Yeah? So, if I have to, make, to come up with the, the a hard question, I will come up with a hard question. You know, if there was a Chinese guy down there, right? And let's say the Chinese guy is known, for example, and it's happened before, right? To be uh, very against um, uh, uh, ancestral worship, you know, incense bins and all that. I will also ask the same question, you know? So, you know, so basically, to me, it's okay, you know? It, and you can say, but I think you're a damn idiot. You shouldn't be asking such a sensitive question. Oh, say, okay, law. So, do I answer? Done, lah. You know, but if you want to answer, there are ways to answer the question. And then I think yeah. there would, that, that would be enlightening, you know. Right. It's not a question to catch you out, you know. It's not a question that will trap you into saying something contradictory. It's just a question that when you see, eh, how come, ah, ah that's it. No, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't uh, have issues with the question because it was too sensitive. I think there is no question too sensitive. Oh, you think about the GRC for... thing, ah? Not just yeah. that. I think I think you have different expectations for minority and Chinese MPs, and that's what that's what I'm trying to get at, right? So for minority MPs, the first question that comes to your mind uh, is about that. I mean, I can ask Nadia something about the minimum wage as well. Couldn't I? I? Don't know. Like, I why, don't, why? Why? Why did I, I suddenly box her, her as a Malay? CV. I don't know enough of a CV. That's the thing. I think okay. if you know, if it was some other woman, I might have asked the same thing. Now tell me, if I ask a woman. What do you think of gender parity in Singapore? Wouldn't it be construed in the same way? Uh, no, no, no. I, I don't think uh, it would at all. Because if you're asking the woman, what do you think about what other people think you should wear? I think that is a problematic question. No. Uh, which is essentially I think, what I think what basically if she has been posed the question by someone who's less diplomatic, she probably would have to answer too. And, then, and I think it's better for her to arm herself and answer than hope that nothing gets asked. That's the way I okay. see it. All right. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I guess I, I have other and questions. And by the way, so, but, expectations of minorities yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess people see me as a member of the majority. Yeah. I, well, don't I don't know. know. I mean, uh, I, I don't know, know because you, you because I, I'm the, not asking whether you see yourself as a minority. I'm just saying you seem to be asking different levels of questions for different. So that, that's all. I mean, I can be minorities also asking these questions, right? I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't take away the fact that maybe we have expectations of no, different no, expectations of different. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know. Okay. So, All right. so yeah. All right. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so we have, uh, I have another question about this. Uh, do you want to uh, elaborate on uh, the private setting and deliberately hateful public speech just briefly <laughs> before we get on to cancel culture or... Should we just move on to cancel culture? What do you think? Whatever. You, you just ask your question. Okay. Yeah. So, 
uh, you said uh, on the recent incident, you said I don't condone what he said on the on the yeah. lecture. Uh, but uh, there are many people who think the same as him, but are careful not to speak their mind. Yeah. So better be a quiet hypocrite than show your true colors. I think we have to be careful about drawing firm lines between what is offensive and insensitive in a yes. private setting and what is deliberately hateful public speech. Could yeah. you elaborate more? What aspect will me elaborate? I mean, uh, so, yeah. I, you know, if it comes to the point that, you know, and, and this is a general point, huh, that if you are in a coffee shop and you go spouting away among your family members and your friends, uh, or, you know, will they, therefore, will you be hauled up for hate speech? You know, I, I'm just very concerned that we are going to go for the lowest common denominator if we come to policing hate speech. You know, then I don't know, then, then we, it might be a totalitarian society, you know, all brainwashed to say certain things and they are inoffensive and have no chance of offending anyone. I would say this, I would say this is like, you know, ministers making their speeches, you know, all very inoffensive. We must keep our guard up. We must maintain vigilance that, that we all come down to being like that. So right. that was my only concern, that we right. have okay. to draw such a low bar, you know, such a low bar of tolerance. Right. I think on this we actually agree because I am, uh, I am quite a firm believer of free speech and I think if we start policing speech we don't like, then that's not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are, I don't we do like not it. Believe yeah. and, and also it doesn't have to be the legal instrument being used all the time. But sometimes, yes. obviously, I mean, we can agree sometimes it has to be used, right? But hopefully that's the last resort all the time. Okay, so let's move on to cancel culture. This was one of the most popular questions people sent, uh, sent mm. in. And it was based on the article that your student sent in, mm. which was a right. class assignment. Uh, and uh, you, I guess when I was reading that article, right? And then I was saying, oh, my first instinct would be to protect my student, right? Uh, I mean, did you see that that article would not be would not be a problem? And why, if you are against wokeness, why, why not write it yourself? Why send in a student? Hey, hello. Okay. First of all, you better have some context. Huh? The assignment okay. was not anything I'm just asking to do. a question. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. i give you context. i give you context. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, sure, huh? sure. The context is, is a class assignment, but the class assignment wasn't anything to do with gender. Uh, basically, it was... It was anything to do with cancel culture, anything at all. So that it wasn't very specific. I gave them a lot of room to do something different. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I did say right from the beginning of class that the ones I thought were good enough, I would go and shop them. You know, I would shop them to some some place and all that. So you know, why didn't I write it? Yeah, maybe I could have written it, but it, this was purely in a classroom context when I said, okay, look. If it's good enough, I'm going to pass it and see whether it passes master. So it's just to give them some feel good a bit, lah, you know, to, to see your name in print and then, you know, it might push them forward. I didn't expect flat. I did. And I told the students so. Yeah. I said that this is going to be controversial, but she, you know, but, you know, I think these are the things you have to learn. Lah, huh? You put yourself out there, you know, you can't always expect bouquets, you know. Uh, you might you will get some breakbacks. Are you ready? And we said, yeah, okay, let's go for it. And we went for it, you know. So that was the way it. That was the what you mean the the way it 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 it, it, it transpired. Yeah. Right. So it's okay. not because so, I'm so so coward and never going to do that. No, I I I didn't I didn't uh think that at all. I think if you were a coward, you wouldn't. First of all, you wouldn't do this discussion with me, and secondly, you wouldn't put yourself out there with so many comments so i would never uh, throw that accusation about you so there are some comments 
Uh, basically, and I think uh, we need to be a bit careful with this, as in uh, the, the comments, right? I don't think we need to. So, I mean, Bertha, this is how she speaks. I have no problem. She can say, hey, hello, you better. All these, these are fine. I mean, if I'm going to ask the difficult questions, she can answer in whatever way she wants. I don't want to start tone policing her and saying what. I think we are having quite a healthy discussion. So, I want to I wanna go uh, uh, a little bit deeper into cancel culture, right? So, what what is the problem with it, right? Why why do you think cancel culture is such a big deal? Because I mean, you've you've talked about this before. Sometimes you use the term, I and mean, maybe sometimes you don't use the term. But uh, you think it's a problem, right? I think cancel culture is a problem when you start shouting people down because they have a different point of view, and that's about it. Yeah. So if I hold a different point of view, yeah, you please, sir, uh, we can, as you said earlier, uh, agree to disagree. We can also reach a common understanding. But it doesn't mean my point of view is definitely wrong and definitely should not even be said in public. That's what all I mean by cancel culture. So if, for example, I, I say that I don't like going out with, you know, okay, what, put one colour, okay, whatever. And then, you know, so you're going to say, why not? You're so racist, you're so racist, racist. I, I don't like. So I must be forced to like or I Well, well it like. depends on why you don't like, right? What is the huh? reason why you don't why like? Do then I it will like determine... some people and why don't I, don't I like some people? Huh? So like, I can't stand your just... face. La. Yeah, know? but then it's not about the race, right? If it's about no, the person, it's not about, it's about the, the person. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, right, it's right. not about the race, you know? So I don't like going out with privileged Chinese boys. So they'll say, why? What have you got with privileged Chinese boys? <laughs> yeah. They'll say, I also don't go out with underprivileged Chinese boys. <laughs> no. Right. So basically, I just don't want us to become a society which is so protective of our face. Huh? Huh? And so so insistent on being or on, on saying the correct things uh, that we're no longer us. Lah. You know, I will be totally totally upset nah, if I have to sacrifice my personality because it is not in line with what some people say it should be, you know. I don't like that. I, I very The sense of self is very important to me. Yeah. So sometimes I think we have to have a balance, a sense of group, yes, and also a sense of self. Yeah. So, so that's what I have against it, lah, you know. Sure, let, sure, sure. Yeah. We have to let people be themselves as well. Right. So long and as it is embedded within certain boundaries where you don't go and like, don't know lah, you know, end up the fellow taking a bloody knife and stabbing you or whatever, you know, it doesn't move into anything that way. So you see, I am looking for a civil discussion. You know, we can talk, you know, we of course we can talk. Like the whole PA thing, right? I don't know why you didn't mention it eh, today, yeah? So the whole PA thing... I've gotten enough, uh, into enough trouble because of that. But anyway, carry oh, on. Okay, okay. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I was kidding. I was kidding. I didn't get into trouble. Yeah, carry okay. on, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so basically, I mean, so PA says, okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You know, because you have, you know, brought in God knows what, God knows what. Hello, so what if she's brought in all those things anymore? You need to say you, you, you cannot dialogue with her. Yeah, uh, I absolutely agree with you. Yes. You know, so you see... I, I think she's making too big a deal of it, personally. Uh, but I think there's no reason for us not to try and move it forward, you know, and not stop it in the tracks and don't say anything at all in case we put a foot wrong, you know. 
that, that's right. what I don't like. So my position right. on that is quite clear. Like if we want to get it out in the open, we can get it out in the open. Let's behave maturely. Don't say that you are a god knows what, 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 what uh, and therefore shut up. Or you don't know anything because you're not a minority, you should shut up. You know, right. they, they, you don't need that. You know, since when do we become, you know, such you know, some righteous people? You know, we don't need that. Right. So okay. Let's, so let's take things as it comes. I, I, I largely agree with you, uh, except the point on Sarah. I interviewed her uh, last week, I believe, and I don't think she's making a big deal of it. But again, I think she comes from a, okay. a d different perspective of right. uh, what happened to her. And I, I actually had, now that you mentioned whatever you uh. mentioned, I wanted to go back. Actually, this is a bit of cancel culture plus race, right? In, uh, and you mentioned, uh, oh, if we cannot say anything, what if we say... Malays are poor or something like that, you said, right? Then is that... Oh, no, no. Okay, what I is said is... Is that racist, wrong, you said? say? Yeah. And by the way, I... uh, take it in context again. Uh, there are a few sure. lines after that that people tend to ignore. Sure. Yeah? So basically, I said, so is it wrong to say that more Malay children are bad in maths compared to those in other communities? Okay? okay. So I'm talking about proportion. Then my second line was, or should it not even be said? Because this, 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 this. You know? right. so, so basically, so I'm you said, is it, for example, here. racist to say that more Malay children do not do well in math compared to other ah, communities, ah, ah. even though it is a fact? Or okay. this point should not be raised at all because race has nothing to do with grades? Yes. So basically, people forget my second question, you know. Okay. Yeah. So no, no, no. So that's why I, I'm giving you the opportunity to uh, to clarify, right? Yes. So, so, so yeah. can I, yeah, uh, can I just uh, say, I think if you say, that Malays are bad at, at math because they are Malays, then pro yeah, probably that is a racist statement, right? You don't, because you don't they are Malays. So? Because like they are Malays. It probably is. A, uh, yes, it's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. a racist statement. Yeah. So, so, do, that, so, they, yeah, so then sorry. we have to ask ourselves, right? So what are the policy outcomes of this, right? Right. Uh, so Absolutely. the policy outcomes are actually race-based, no? And okay, so maybe I can justify it further that the, the policy outcomes are race-based because people think that the help that is given, race-based, is probably more effective. You know, so, so basically, every issue, every problem we have has so many dimensions. But if you tell me, for example, if you agree in my second one that race has nothing to do with it, right? But then at the same time, you're going to say, but this is the best way to help this race in maths is this. I think there are too many things going on at the same time for us to be clear about race, what is racism, you know? Yeah, but I, I'm not even talking about what is racism, right? I'm just trying to understand because just now you say we shouldn't see people through group identities. But you are quite comfortable in using these sorts of data, right? Why not challenge this data it and is. say, uh, oh, let's look okay. at socioeconomic... Okay, fine, fine. You, you yeah. see what I'm saying? So it seems yes, to know, me I like know. there's some... Yeah, yeah, inconsistency. No, there, is no, yeah. there is no contradiction here. Sure, you know? sure. So, uh, basically, yeah, yeah. so basically, you know, if the stats show it, then if you're asking me to question the stats, then you're asking me to go one way further, lah, right? It's the same way as if people say, every, it's like all those sweeping statements that I see, you know? People trying to sweep things under the carpet or whatever. A lot of it has no basis in any stats, no? Or facts, no? It's all a question of a whole lot of anecdotes put together, yeah? And we call it the lived experiences, but it's really not scientific anyway.
So, oh, well, well, I mean, it's one one form of methodology, right? Of course, Interviews, it's one form. Uh, it, it is one form yeah, of one methodology. Form, I don't form. think it's it's not scientific completely. I mean, it has to be complemented with other forms of methodology. Of yes. Yeah. yeah. Complemented with other forms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you, then you see. So, if you're asking me, why don't I question the basis of the of these statistics? Then okay. Hmm. So I'll go and ask uh, the ministry. Hey, are you sure or not? I mean. What else can I judge it on except on this kind of facts? I I understand, but I'm saying, I'm asking this question in light of what you said earlier, the standard you said, which is not hmm. to see people through this. And then it seems to me that you're happy to take some facts at face value, even though you say we shouldn't be looking people uh, through, the, through the lens of race. So I guess, is there some selective... Uh, Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you that's what are I'm asking. So yeah. sneaky. Oh, why? Why am I sneaky? sneaky. How is that sneaky? Okay, 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 okay. Why? Okay, why? okay, fine. Uh, okay. I think I'm really I would trying say, to understand. As in, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not trying to. Uh, uh, yeah. I think yeah. basically it's a question of if the numbers are there and then you know the facts are there, then it's a fact, lah. Huh? Then it's a question of how you want to use those facts and whether those facts are relevant right. to the problem at hand. And how you interpret the facts. Yeah. So interpret the stats well, basically, you know, I mean, if it's a question of proportions, I think people can interpret that. It's not, not, not rocket science. Well, not really, right? I mean, if you are going to say that Malays uh, do poorly in, term of, in terms of math, then I would say, why choose race, for instance, right? Why, why choose race as a marker instead of socioeconomic status, which study after study sure, has shown can, can. that it is a I far also, better predictor. I also, think, I also think that should be it. Okay, I think okay. that should be it. Right, right. But then it's also not actually incorrect to say so, the other thing. So do we, so basically, stating the facts and, and is also insensitive. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. So I, I don't think... Uh, you should be disallowed from stating the facts. I think, yeah, or that so, data. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So I don't you, think if the data concept. shows the fact that more Malays, right, compared to the proportion, same proportion of the Chinese and the Indians are bad in maths, it is a fact. So, the fact that I stated is that a wrong thing to state? You know. So I would basically look at it as is a fact. You know, but is that a significant fact? A significant right. effect that can lead to an outcome, you know, right. to a proper outcome. Then, okay, for example, you know, uh, that's why I said, so you have this, and then somehow or other we try, then we have all these ethnic self-help groups, right? Yeah. To go and do it. So the messaging on race is all over the shop, lah. Right. You know? Uh, so I think stating it as a fact is not wrong. The point is, what are we trying to say with right. it? What, what... Right, right. The so how that we put is right. the same thing with the foreign born wise thing, you see. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so there's a question from Heiko, right? So where does your ideal of color blindness uh, come here, come into this when it comes to these stats? These stats, because you said your the the racial stats. Because oh, I won't even answer. look at it in terms of race law. I'll just basically see how many people pass, how many fail, how many people get distinction, and work okay. on those people who fail, ah. Right, right. So, so basically, uh, I don't want, I don't want to misquote you. Okay, so I'm just trying, really trying to understand. So, uh, what you're saying is, if, if it were up to you, you wouldn't divide these stats. No, this. I won't. Okay, no, I won't. right. So we are yeah. in agreement. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. So is there anything else that you would like to say, Bertha, that maybe I missed out or maybe you didn't have time to clarify just now? Or any um, advice you have for majority of people who are watching, uh, younger people? So anything that you want to get off your chest or whatever? Get off my chest. Uh. <laughs> what I, I actually, what I want to say really is, uh, and I'm sure people will still score me, I say it. I don't want to say, can we be a lot nicer to people? Can we be nicer? Yeah? I mean, even if we feel strongly about something, if we think we are wrong or whatever, can we just be nicer? I, I mean, I'm on social media so much. And the sourness, you know, is really getting to me. And the, and the willingness of people to read anything they like, uh, especially negative things into what you say, is really awful. And I think this is not the way to raise, to raise the quality of any kind of discussion. It's not going to bring this country forward at all. Huh? So if you pick one word from about 10,000 that I've said, and say, oh, you are a hopeless, useless person, you know, and you don't deserve to live here. Hey, hello. What, what, kind, what, what does that make all of us, you know? So I only have this plea. I call it a plea, you know. Can we just be nicer to people? And stop boxing people up and labelling people and assume those labels therefore mean whatever. And I don't just mean in terms of race. Any bloody kind of label. Huh? So that's all I want to say. Okay. Bertha, Professor Bertha Hansen, hey, thank you laugh. so much. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for that time. I really enjoyed this conversation and I think I thank you for I your had friendship. Great fun, and you know. hey, I'm okay, sorry I, some I, people I, think that I was rude to you, huh? Oh no no! I didn't. I didn't feel at all. So I don't think anyone need to be offended on my behalf. I, I think it's fine. I okay. Think it's fine. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Thank bye -bye. you so much. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye.